One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! I'm your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined by your other two fantastic hosts, Care G Money Mud. And that's your boy, Toy. The sexy boy. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That's right. Just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. <laughs> uh, what is going on this week, guys? Not a whole lot. Yeah, nothing. It's like another another shitty week of WWE wrestling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I gotta say, like most of this week hasn't really been like that entertaining at all. No. Yeah. Like in all honesty, like everything that I've watched hasn't really been that good. Yeah. Aside from, from like Shotgun Saturday night. That was <laughs> great. It's <laughs> more entertaining <laughs> than everything else. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the vintage throwdown. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Does that what? mean we're racist? If we what? enjoyed that the most, does that mean we're racist? Maybe. Maybe. Might be. Yeah. We might be a little racist. Uh, but if you want to complain about our racism, you can follow us on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod uh, with one D. Uh, Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with two Ds. And for the underscore collection on Instagram as well. Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with one D. YouTube.com slash for the collection. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast where you can also save yourself a little bit of money. Uh, during the Pro Wrestling Tees summer sale that is going on right now. Save yourself 10% using the code. I don't have the code in front of me. I'm such a terrible, terrible host. I'm pretty sure it's like summer or something. Which is usually something stupid. <laughs> and ridiculous simple. Summer fest. Uh, oh man, it is. I don't know what it is. While that's loading, uh, redbubble.com slash people slash wrestling getting podcast as well to buy some of our other stuff that's not on pro wrestling tees. And why the hell does their website take so damn long to load? Summer sale, scroll down. Summertime. Promo code summertime. Told you something stupid. <laughs> and ridiculously simple. So, use code summertime at checkout at prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestlegetting podcast to save yourself 10%. Oh, have you know it's not right. just Chris? It took me forever. <laughs> just to load that Pro Wrestling Tees website? Yep, just to see it say summer sale 20% off. 
Yeah, twenty percent off. Sorry, I forgot. They're twenty percent. It ends time. on August seventh. So Which four means days, Monday, fourteen hours. Monday, one p.m. Baby. Monday, 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 Monday. You know what's funny? Right. They have uh, they have CM Punk shirts on here. Yeah, CM Punk's got a store on there. Yeah, if you're a wrestler, you get the store for free. Um, if you're a podcast, you have to pay $75 to set up your store. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So go buy some shirts so we can recoup back our $75 that we paid to set up this store. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. I shouldn't have done this. Would you I find... Could- I clicked on the new arrivals. There's a Tony yep. Schiavone do something with your life shirt. Awesome. <laughs> you should get it. Totally get it. Totally. <laughs> and wear it to work. Wear it to work. And when someone and bothers wear me, under I'll the just vest. Like show them a shirt. <laughs> do something with your life. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Um, you guys got anything follow up from last week or anything at all? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is even better. There's a Matt Cardona, like, you know, like John Cena, how he has the you can't see me, but instead of the yeah. C part, it's got a pizza cutter and it says you can't cut me. Oh, that's awesome. That must <laughs> That's got. That's definitely one of his new shirts. <laughs> it is. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done. Awesome. That is awesome. All right, so let's go from that, um, and let's get in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number. What's the number? Let me call the number. In the hoaxers hotline. You may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty-five four hawk. Right, not a whole lot of news this week. Um, a couple, a couple sad notes here. Um, beautiful Bobby Eaton and Jody Hamilton passed away within this last week. Uh, Bobby Eaton unfortunately passed away today. Uh, Jody Hamilton was, I believe, over the weekend. Uh, Jody Hamilton, if you're not familiar, was um, Mr. was the uh, the assassin part of the assassins tag team also helped uh train kevin nash and also uh burt prentice passed away um i think it was yesterday Uh, it's always always a sad day when we lose um you know some of the guys that we watched uh i only remember Bobby Eaton from his uh, tail end of his career in WCW. <laughs> he was more of a uh, um, enhancement talent, so to say. But, um, but we do send our condolences out to the family, friends, and loved ones of all three of the talent that we had lost within the last week. Uh, let's see. This is kind of like bad news week, pretty much. Um, in a shocking twist, WWE releases Bray Wyatt. 
that happened. It was a Saturday. It was Saturday this past week that they released Bray Wyatt from his contract. Um, I, I don't know if it's just me, Chris, but you're kind of going in and out a little bit. Just wanted to let you know. Okay. Maybe it's just you. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Okay. Um, let me get back to. Bray Wyatt, yeah, early. yeah. released Bray from Wyatt. his contract. So Bray, Ro- Bray Wyatt released from his contract. Um, that happened Saturday, which uh, pretty much just like shook the entire wrestling world as far yeah. as like everybody on Twitter and everything. So many people bitching and complaining that he was released. Um, we don't have any context as to what the details of the release was. It may have been something mutual. Um, he may have asked what, for a release, but they I know said what it was. Budget cuts. <laughs> I know what it was. What was it? Vince McMahon didn't get his character. Like, he doesn't get most characters and didn't understand why it was so over with the fans because he hated it. So he was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to get rid of it. Sounds about right. Oh. Well, if that, was a, if that was the case, they wouldn't have gave it to Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Uh, I like after I sit there and thought about it because I was shocked to hear it like everyone else was, but it, it uh, of all the cuts, I mean, this one probably makes the most sense. Um, uh, as far as like if you're doing it for budget concerns, like I'm for sure like he's one of the top five contracts in WWE. I'm guessing, I'm assuming. Um, and he wrestled, you know, maybe a couple times a year. Yeah, I know we haven't seen him since Mania, uh, since the Raw after WrestleMania, uh, where he said that pretty much said he was going to take some time off. Um, but I know a lot of that was mental health reasons, um, which we later found out. Um, and, you know, not to mention not being able really to have time to come to grips with the loss um, of Brody Lee. I know that hit him uh, harder than most other people. Um, being how close that they were. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, like, he was actually, from what was being reported by by Meltzer, Uncle Dave, uh, Bray was actually slated to return and return this month in August. So it was probably either, you know, for, after SummerSlam or at SummerSlam. Yeah. So any, any type of resolution or continuing story arc we would have got, um, between the fiend and Alexa Bliss, like we're pretty much done with that now. Kind yeah. of sucks. I, I bet. I bet probably what happened is they probably came to him with like, like, or they they probably asked him like, "Hey, what's your idea for uh, SummerSlam?" Because uh, WWE spent a lot of money on that character, like uh, production. Uh, oh, absolutely. That so yep. that I mean, mask alone, um, created by that mask was made by Tom Savini. Um, if you're listening, you're not familiar who Tom Savini is. Um, he is one of the greatest um, horror special effects makeup artists. Um, pretty much anybody's seen. Like he's done a lot of work in different horror movies. Uh, he was also in From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, he was the guy that had the uh, the gun on his junk. Oh, okay. 
know, and I believe he did all the uh, the uh, makeup effects for that movie as well with the vampires. So, yeah. So that mask was actually made by Tom Savini. Yeah. So, and and um, I know that wasn't cheap. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I think it, they probably, you know, came to him. I was like, hey, what's your ideas for SummerSlam? And he was probably like, yeah, I want to come back for SummerSlam. And then they're like, well, we're spending all this money on you. <laughs> Uh, and they probably just came to the decision to, you know, you know, cut cut their losses while they could. Yeah, kind of sucks though. But then again, when you're someone as creative as Bray Wyatt, and you're kind of shackled a little bit as to what you can do, creativity wise, because you know everything has to be cleared by WWE and it has to go through Vince and all this other stuff. If you're moving to, if you get released, that gives you more options as far as if you continue your career as a wrestler, as an in-ring talent, that gives you more creative outlets with things that you can do. Cause really, if he shows up in AEW, are they really going to tell him, no, we don't want you to do that. We want you to do this. Or are they going to let him be, take the reins and just let give him like creative freedom to do what he wants as long as it's you know gonna bring them money which it will it's it's pretty much guaranteed money wherever bray wyatt goes yeah um yeah i i this i hope he i, I don't know I don't know if he'd be better off in someone in someone. <laughs> he'd be better off in someone. Uh, no, and like uh, one of the prom- like I don't know which promotion he'd be better off in. Uh, like something like an AEW, but to me they have too many I, you know, factions and stuff. Yeah, I just I don't see him going to Impact. Like I don't see him going to NWA as much as I would love to see Bray Wyatt in impact or nwa or even ring of honor ring of honor might be another choice too but i don't see him signing anywhere if he does re-sign with another company outside of aew that's going to give him the exposure and it's going to be the pay that would be comparable to wwe at least pay wise yeah i mean at this point aew would probably pay him anything uh, just to show up, yeah, fight something, man. Yeah. Uh, what you think, Garrett? Where would you like to see Bray Wyatt end up? Um, uh, probably AEW. I mean, uh, <laughs> the only thing I would say with uh, with uh, like Impact, I think he could be a good. Uh, like I think they could do a storyline with like maybe having him take over like Violet by Design or something. I think that'd be kind of interesting. Or Decay. Yeah. Um, That'd be really the only two places I could see him fit in with that with Impact would be Violet by Design or Decay. Um, I know a lot of people are pushing um, (laughs) Brave for the Dark Order. Um, Yeah, that would be like the thing with I could see, but 
I would I rather know. see him stay away from the Dark Order. Like as far as yeah. like being like, like I mean, I would say now yes. role or but, if it's but. like if we're talking like Dark Order, like it used to be, no. The Dark Order yeah. now is kind of more of like a comedy thing. To be fair, unless they bring him in and say like, you know, you're disgracing the memory of Brody Lee. Like this is not what his vision was. I'm here to carry out his vision type of thing. Yeah. And get you guys back on track. And then like he completely destroys Hangman. And we get like a feud with like Hangman and Bray Wyatt. And then like the Dark Order's like in the middle. And they don't know what to do. And eventually, like maybe some of them split and some go with Bray and some go with Hangman. Maybe. But then eventually they all turn on Hangman and join up with Bray. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe he joins the young bucks as like Uncle <laughs> Old Buck or something. <laughs> no, he's gonna he's gonna join uh two point Oh my god. Two point oh. Because they're, they're young bucks two point oh. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. That was what I thought he's gonna be uncle, for. He's gonna be he's gonna be Uncle Old Buck. <laughs> uncle Old Buck. Come out come out in tights with fucking uh, oh man i i don't even know about that one uh but since we're on bray wyatt let's get into this one here uh favorite bray wyatt feud it doesn't have to be bray wyatt by himself it could be wyatt family um anything involving bray wyatt the fiend anything like that um my pick uh daniel bryan daniel bryan that was a good one with uh yeah it, it was a little rushed like the way that they did it but it wasn't bad yeah. Yeah. i think it was supposed to go out a little longer yeah. sorry uh brian danielson my bad <laughs> brian danielson. now brian danielson <laughs> now brian danielson um yeah, for me, uh, it's probably uh, uh, Randy Orton. That wasn't bad. That was a good That's one, a too. a good one, too. Especially I don't think him, like, there was really, like, too many bad feuds that, that Bray Wyatt had. Uh, but me, I think the one that sticks out the most is the Wyatt family versus the Shield. Yep, I was going to say. That's a good one yeah. as well. I think that's probably my favorite. And then, those, like, those... so... So it doesn't get confused. Like I'm talking about the um, when they were Randy Orton became part of uh, the White family and then left. I'm not talking about the uh, Fiend thing. When I'm talking about oh yeah, rival. you're talking about yeah. where he uh, he burned down the White family compound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feud. Yeah. So when he was still um still uh, eater of worlds, Bray Wyatt, not not the Fiend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want people to think I was a big fan of the, like, setting them on fire type thing. Oh, yeah. The one thing I'll say, though, too, the uh, Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker, just that build-up to the WrestleMania match, like, Bray sold that match. Because we didn't see The Undertaker at all until WrestleMania. Like, he put in work to, to build that match up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but wherever he ends up, he's gonna be a huge asset for whatever whatever company he's in, creative wise, um, his star power, 
um, the amount of fans that he's going to draw when he actually shows up somewhere is going to be a huge asset. Oh, man. All right. Um, some more contract news here. Apparently, it was rumored that Adam Cole was still under contract with WWE for like another four years or something like that. But apparently, his contract is rumored to be up after SummerSlam. I saw it was up in July. He just has stuff scheduled until SummerSlam. Maybe. But I know it's, they said it's like he's done after, he's apparently can, can be done with WWE after SummerSlam in is any it? way, shape, or form. So. Adam Cole. So, so here's my thing Does Adam Cole sign, re sign with WWE NXT? Or does he leave and show up somewhere else? You mean to go with his uh, significant yeah. other and possible? Nah. Or does he return? He, or does he return to Ring of Honor? I think <sighs> he. I think he resigns with WWE, uh, and he'll he'll be the next star of Raw. <laughs> oh man! And they're gonna, and they're gonna book, they're gonna book it as an angle of like who's he gonna sign with or whatever. It kind of yeah. tease that he might be leaving, uh, but he resigns with WWE and they make him the face of Raw. And that's the reason why they let go of Bray Wyatt is to clear up money to pay Adam Cole. <laughs> oh, they had to clear up money to pay Goldberg for the rest of his contract. Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah i I'd rather see him. Like, I know he's he's got to do a singles thing, like, and that's the direction that they're going with it. But outside, like, Adam Cole, outside of Undisputed Era right now, is really, well, he hasn't been that good. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't want to showcase as well. Yeah. Be the, it's more, thing for it. it's more building like Kyle O'Reilly. Um, right now, like you're looking at the buildup of Roderick Strong with Bobby Fish, with their feud that's going on with Fish in the Diamond Mine, and then like Adam Cole is just kind of there feuding with Kyle O'Reilly, but Kyle O'Reilly's kind of like been getting the better of them during this feud. So I just I don't I don't know, but I think after this next takeover, regardless, we're gonna see Adam Cole somewhere other than NXT. More than likely. Whether it be the, the flagship roster or another company completely. But I'd, I'd personally like to see him head back to Ring of Honor. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then again, all the fun stuff that could happen in AEW. Because um, remember being the elite that killed off Adam Cole. So, is <laughs> Adam Cole's ghost. <laughs> Oh, that but, could be interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think Adam Cole, uh, uh, he'll debut on Raw. Uh, I think Vince kind of sees him as the as the, like a potential to be the the flagship of the of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I I think he should. I think he's gonna end up staying. Like overall, I'd be very surprised if he does leave. 
Yeah, no, that's one of their, to me, that's one of their biggest, like, up-and-coming stars. I doubt they let them walk. Yeah, they'd be screwed on that one. Uh, let's, yeah. Oh, what else we got here? Trying to see if there's anything else that kind of popped up in the news, but not really a whole lot. The only thing we didn't really talk about, well, you know, unless you guys talked about it while I wasn't here, was the Ruby Riot thing. Oh, no, we did not. We were, we were talking about Bray Wyatt that, the whole time. Um, yeah, Ruby Riot, or what she's going by now, Ruby Soho. Um, hopefully, she'll be using the uh, the song Ruby Soho for her entrance. Uh, um, <laughs> she will be, uh, appears she's likely to sign with AEW. And if that's the case, that is a huge plus for AEW's women's division. Because they definitely need more talent uh, to help boost some of the, to work with the talent that they have and get them a little better as far as their uh, in-ring abilities go. Like, no shots at AEW's women's roster because a lot of them are improving. Um, they just They just have a lot of talent on that roster that's not being showcased as much. So hopefully... Rampage will help with that. She's coming in as a demo assistant. <laughs> She's coming in as a dad. You know what? Yeah. She. That could be true because Britt Baker did say this week on Dynamite that she is bringing in someone else to watch her back besides Rebel. Because like every time she turns around, like they're taking out Rebel with her being like injured and stuff. So she did say she was bringing in someone else to watch her back. So it could be Ruby. That's Ruby. She went to Millermont Community College and became a general assistant. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Because there's really, like, out of all the talent that was released, who's really going to fit that role? Like, it's not going to be Peyton Royce, and it's not going to be Billy Kay. Uh, Mickey James already landed with the NWA. Um, everyone else has pretty much popped in somewhere, unless it's someone completely different. But I, I think Ruby is going to be. I think it. I think it's going to be Ruby. Yeah. We shall see, though. Uh, what else we got? So that's like some of the biggest stuff of the news this week. Uh, figure news. We talked a little bit about from the uh, San Diego Comic Con. The Mattel Creations crowdfunding for the uh, new generation ring that comes with the Ultimate Edition Diesel, the entrance stage, all that jazz. Well, today they announced to go with this up until August 13th. If you're early bird backer, you get this included. No stretch goals have to be re- have to be reached for it. An Ultimate Edition Macho Man Randy Savage from WrestleMania 10. And an old school announce table setup. So cloth ring, cloth um, table skirt or table cover, blue chairs, which Mattel has never made blue chairs, folding blue chairs. They've all been black um, or silver. And monitors. So like a whole full on like announce table setup. And a WrestleMania 10 Ultimate Edition Savage to go with it. I saw it, so it looked pretty cool. Yeah, and then the uh, the backer count went up, like, huge. So, um, the announcement of that Savage. Uh, let's see. 
probably should have this pulled up too, honestly. Um, well, yeah, they also changed the way that they're taking payments too. It was when they announced it, they're taking the payment up front, but now they're not doing the payment until um, it, the campaign ends and it's um, funded. Let's see, where are we at on this right now? So it needs 5000 to be made. It is currently at 1,690 backers. So 16 Oof. days left. So it's going to be a tough one. The crap thing with this, if it doesn't get made, we will not see the releases of this Ultimate Edition Diesel, the uh, Ultimate Edition Doink figure that comes out at 7,000 backers, or this Ultimate Edition Macho Man. So if you all are interested in this, listening, you definitely need to back it. Uh, I really don't have too much of an interest in this. I don't have the space for this to begin with. And I've already got a scale ring. I got like too many damn rings, but um, I don't have any room for that or else I would totally be backing it. But yeah. All right. So that, that's uh, pretty much for the new stuff. I got one other question for you guys. Which Triple H theme is better? Uh, the, the Hunter Harris Helmsley classical music one. The best one ever. Which one? Really? His <laughs> original theme. I'm just the, messing. Because I had to hear it earlier theme. today. So. Hunter Harrison's with a different guy. He said Triple H. Oh, my bad. <laughs> same, same thing. Same person. <laughs> different guy. One's a aristocrat. That one. <laughs> So should we not include Terra Rising in this too? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. We can use any <laughs> any theme. Any any Paul Levesque theme. <laughs> yep. You know um, which one you know which one's my favorite. It's like one of my favorite theme songs of all time. It's DX. No. Uh, it's the like 99 2000 when he used uh here was like oh man i don't remember how it went i don't remember you know what i'm talking about right it's like it's the one where um it was the one where he came back and he was like anti like he wasn't corporation he wasn't dx it was um the one where he was fighting going up against the mcmahon's yeah wasn't it just like him and stephanie yeah, that's what it was. It's yeah. just like him We've used that as theme of the week before. Yep. I know. It's when it started. It's like starts off like, yep. like kind of something like that. Yeah. If if you would ask me, like, I don't know, probably like a year ago, two years ago, I probably would have said King of Kings. Uh, but I'm gonna have to go with the the game. The game, the game now, probably, probably my favorite. I'm I'm kind of torn. I love the I like the King of Kings theme. I like the game theme. I do like the one that Garrett's talking about. That one's that one's pretty cool too. Um but I'm probably yeah, gonna go Break it down. I, the, the DX one's iconic. Um but I like the evolution theme more. 
Oh, okay. See. Like, I think I love, like, the group wasn't that great. Like, but, I mean, I love the theme. That's, I think that's probably one of my favorite, uh... Illusion is mystery. <laughs> I like he's, uh, trying to take a shit on the toilet. <laughs> I mean, like, I love me so many, but, man... <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. It's like that that song wasn't... Wasn't that song on an actual Motorhead album? Like, before it was a WWE thing? Um... I don't know. It may have been. Fuck. I think think King of Kings was actually, like, on a Motorhead album, too. Let's see. I could be wrong. Oh, let me not get out of the ProWrestlingTees.com. It might take me a century to get back in there. <laughs> there you go. Peruse some t-shirts later. That's 20% off. Yep. Um, no, the King of Kings oh. one is, uh, a WWE album. Okay. Why, uh, why? The Evolution one might not be, though. Evolution. Oh, it's not even called that. I don't know why I looked it up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, so, neither of the songs actually called a lot of the same. I love yeah. Triple H. Triple H. Oh. Helen also says it's on a WWE album, but. Yeah. yeah. yeah not a big deal. It was on an album of yeah. some sort. Yep. Uh, All right. It is. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, so that's that's pretty much it. Usually we have a couple more discussion questions. I couldn't think of anything else. So, uh, um, let's go ahead and go bell to bell. We got some a uh, little bit here to talk about. We had homecoming. I was gonna say <laughs> I have one. Did did we enjoy Sonny's dancing and the uh... <laughs> the line dancing? The line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> did you miss last week? I know. That shit was funny as hell. Fucking Vince is like, oh, hey, she's out there line dancing. Just get a good look. And I'm just out there watching her. I'm like, man, it's, 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 she's a fucking bimbo right now. Well, that's, dude. Like, yeah, I know. Sunny. She's blonde. Yeah, blonde. Bimbo. This is not even that. It's white chicks. Well, <laughs> white what? chicks at a bar and line dancing. <laughs> that's what happens. I was waiting to when I watched it since I hadn't watched the other two for them to be like coming at you live from a bar in Texas. Never said it. So upset. Was it Denim and Diamonds was the name of the bar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. We'll get more more on that when we get to the vintage throwdown. Uh, let's jump in here. Let's go bell to bell.
let's kick it off here with some impact wrestling, baby. We had homecoming over the weekend, uh, which was actually a pretty from the couple matches I was able to watch. I haven't finished the entire pay-per-view yet. Um, but the concept actually was pretty cool. So basically it was all mixed tag matches, um, like a single elimination tournament, mixed tag matches where the winning team was crowned the king and queen of impact. Um, so we kicked things off first round matches. Deanna Perazzo had a mystery partner, which was the drama king, Matthew Ray Walt. I think I said that correctly. Uh, may have butchered that, but it's the former Aiden English. Right. Uh, I think he just went as the drama king, Matt, right? Isn't that what he went by? Oh, he said his full name. Oh, did he? Yeah, they, they yeah. everything I kept looking up was that his name was Drama King Matt. So I just didn't want to say. I know that's name. his. Um, I think that's his uh, Twitter handle too. Was Drama is gotcha. that Drama King Matt or at Drama King something? But um, they defeated the team of Hernandez and Alicia Edwards, uh, which apparently was uh team team uh, Swingers Palace. Oh God. So, and they're, of course, accompanied by Johnny Swinger. So, of course. Oh, man. But it was a fun opening matchup. And the crowd kind of kind of enjoyed seeing the Drama King debut. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad he finally popped up somewhere because like, he's a talented wrestler and very charismatic. So, mm-hmm. Nice to I hear like him well. uh, hit some of those notes again. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's see. Up next round, first round matchup, Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona uh, defeat the team of Team Pump, Jordan Grace and Petey Williams uh, coming out with their uh, Scott Steiner inspired gear with uh, the chain mail headgear and everything. You know, thick Mama Pump and little Petey Pump. Uh, we we kind of knew that Chelsea and Matt Cardona were going to end up winning that one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see, we have Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering, who actually came out a uh, nice little tribute to the Road Warriors uh, with the shoulder pads and face paint, um, defeating the team of Brian Myers and Carl, yes, Missy Hyatt. It was Brian Missy Myers, Hyatt. Missy Hyatt. Oh, God. Yep. Um, she didn't really wrestle that much, so... <laughs> She literally said, I'm not a wrestler, and kind of said, oh, well. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that to uh, who Sam Beal was able to track down for Ryan as his mystery partner. So. Uh, then we had uh, Decay, Rosemary, and Crazy Steve defeating the team of Fala and Flava. So it was Fala Ba and Tasha Steeles. Uh, so Decay moves on to the next. Next round, and we had Decay uh, defeating Rachel Ellering and Tommy Dreamer, and uh, Deanna Perazzo and the Drama King defeat Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. So our finals are set with Deanna Perazzo and the Drama King defeating Decay and becoming the King and Queen of Impact Wrestling. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome, awesome concept. I'm looking forward to going back and watching the rest of that, but. Uh, um, non-tournament matches, we had Diener uh, defeat Willie Mack, which I don't understand why this wasn't a tag match. Like, honestly, like, why do we need the singles match? Yeah. I think they wrestled a tag match last week, didn't they? 
probably. I don't know. Um, surprisingly enough, like the Impact World title wasn't on the line. Tag titles weren't on the line. So there was no representation from the elite on this pay-per-view at all. Um, um, the Pretty much the only title that was defended was uh, Josh Alexander uh, defended the X-Division Championship against Black Tarus. And uh, Alexander retained on that one. Um, all right. So that was Homecoming. So if we go back and check that out, it looks like a pretty awesome pay-per-view. Some fun little surprises there with uh, the Drama King and Missy Hyatt. Um, and then, like, of course, some ring gear. You know, pretty cool. Uh, SmackDown this week. Last week, I should say. Uh, John Cena... And Roman Reigns are official for SummerSlam. Um, Seth Rollins, of course, attacks Edge. So we're getting Rollins and Edge at SummerSlam, which I'm not mad about that. That should be pretty good. And the uh, biggest news of the night to come out of SmackDown, Sasha Banks returns to help Bianca Belair in a beatdown. Comes out (laughs) to a face turn, then immediately turns heel. By locking Story of Sasha Banks to the bank statement. So. I'm telling you, like, oh, shit, I'm yawning because this is so boring with WWE. But, <laughs> yep. Oh, like they do the same shit with Sasha all the time. They bring her back as a face, and then like she's a face for a week. In this case, it wasn't even five minutes. And then she, then they automatically turn her heel. Like, yes, heel Sasha is more entertaining than face Sasha, but like we know where this is going, and it's going to end up being Bianca and Sasha at SummerSlam with Sasha taking the title off of Bianca. It's the only person I can see her drop that title to. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sasha needs it back. Get it back to Sasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raw this week, Goldberg and Lashley set for SummerSlam. Yeah, that's like the only thing I saw on there worth noting. <laughs> I I don't think that was worth noting at all either. <laughs> I, I mean, like, all, one thing I could say is, uh, is if uh, Goldberg's son wants to sign a WWE, I think he could be a good Goldberg impersonator. <laughs> yeah, need to shave his head. Yeah, I gotta say, like, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but Raw has literally been the same show two weeks in a row. Yep. Like, the only only difference was Sasha and Nikki, Nikki Ash, Nikki A-S-H, whatever, Nikki Cross, and Charlotte was a no disqualification match, no holds barred. A little bit different from the week before, but essentially it's the same shit, different week. Like they really need to step their game up here. Like we have, we got Raw coming in September. It was like September 20th. And like, I don't want to buy tickets for it because I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing from like the well, previous week's Raw. Like, why do I want to go? Guess what? Your boy already has tickets, so uh, don't matter. <laughs> All right, you're gone. 
I am indeed. I bought tickets. I don't buy tickets. I bought tickets like a week or two ago. Oh, nice that you told us. Yeah, I know. Sorry. We could all we could have went together. Well, I mean, it kind of really wasn't a wasn't really sure about it anyway. I more just want to yeah. go because uh, uh, she wants to go, and she kind of has been kind of wanting to do wrestling stuff anyway a little bit. So, yeah, no, that's all good. Live shows are fun. Yeah. So, like I've taken my wife's gone to a few live shows. She likes them better than watching on TV. Um, yeah, because they're more fun. You, yeah. you get the energy from the crowd, and that's what really makes it better. Yeah. Regardless of how I'm just wrestling could could and could not be. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know. I just, I'd rather, I'd rather go to a SmackDown than a Raw. Oh, like in all 100%. honesty. So, yeah. But, yeah. If we ever, if SmackDown rolls through, I'll definitely get tickets for that. But, because I think it's going to be more entertaining than, than Raw is going to be. Especially with um Fox pretty much forcing WWE to put like the, the more entertaining talent on, on SmackDown. Oh, but definitely we'll buy tickets to NXT like in a heartbeat as soon as that drops. Uh, NXT this week, Gargano and Loomis in the main event. Um, Gargano, this was pretty much for Indy. Like, I I don't know, like the control of Indy's fate or something like that. I'm still kind of lost over this, but um, Gargano wins, but Indy like pretty much still just gets Loomis and she's like dry humping him in the middle of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the hell is going on (laughs) walk out of the room for two minutes the match ends and like indy's dry humping loomis so (sighs) rock and roll i guess uh the power of index is more powerful than the way Oh man! Uh, we also saw Roderick Strong take out Bobby Fish, uh, which Strong I noted this in the in there because it was a good match. It yeah. was probably the best match of the night, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and NXT, like NXT, was pretty lackluster this week to begin with, but Strong and Bobby Fish like really um, stood out as far as overall wrestling for that. It was just really, it was just really lacking a lot of people on this show. So. Um, the one thing I will say though, is I do enjoy the, the storyline between LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. Um, uh, we did get Ted DiBiase again this week, um, mm-hmm. after Knight had left Grimes to get destroyed by grizzled young veterans. Which, which speaking of, uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, I think someone in this group got to meet him, uh, not too recently. Yes. I, like I said on Twitter, everyone has a price and I paid mine. So. <laughs> Um, and and Carl got to meet the whole fucking show. That's, that's not all, man. I um, <laughs> yeah, Carl met RVD. Um, I uh, I met the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott. And unfortunately, Scott Scott Steiner didn't look like he wanted to be there. So <laughs> <laughs> he's like he was annoyed. He's like trying to watch something on his phone. And he's like it was kind of like. A, felt like he was annoyed because people kept making him pause what he was watching uh oh, rick God. Steiner was very very pleasant to talk to um, yeah 
That was pretty cool. Uh, Chris Statlander met her as well. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I got a signed eight by ten from her, and she's like, "Well, what's what's your name?" So like, "Oh, my name's Chris." She's like, "You spell it with a K?" I was like, "No, it's a C." She's like, "Ch." I was like, "Yeah." She's like, oh, "That's so lame." <laughs> so she actually wrote to Chris in parentheses, "Lame." <laughs> I like it. I was like, "That's awesome." I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't have a choice in it. She's like, yeah, I know. She's like, we never really do. I was like, yeah. I was like, but my kids' names are Zatanna, Xavier, and Bishop. And she's like, well, you had a chance to make something cool, and you did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I said, thank you. <laughs> I like it. That was pretty awesome. It was a fun, it was a fun day at uh, GalaxyCon here in Raleigh. So, it was awesome. But uh, Ted DiBiase, I did talk with him for a couple minutes. I was over there. I think I talked to him a little bit more than I talked to anybody else. Um, I told him how much I enjoyed his work on NXT with uh, the storyline between Grimes and Knight. And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's been a lot of fun doing that. So he's like, we film a lot of stuff. So expect more DiBiase in the near future, at least until this uh, story arc is done. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I right. uh, I unfortunately was lame and got there really late, so there's basically nobody there by the time I got there. So I met nobody, so that's my fault. Uh, I'll do better next time. Yeah, um, like take the day off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Caitlin, um, your significant other said she had fun. So. She did. Yeah. I'll talk to her over the weekend afterwards I think she's really into like something she's some. really into like um uh people making things and they're they have a lot of like people who like make things there so yeah we're we're talk, was, talking about the uh the video game uh booth that was over that they had the modded uh nintendo oh, 64 yeah she, she's like oh my wanted god to buy it so bad <laughs> <laughs> if she had had oh. the money for it she would have bought it and I think we talked a little bit about like the uh, the pricing of some of the plushies and stuff they had too. Oh, I'm sure. A freaking like six inch Deadpool plush. They were fifteen dollars for. It. I said, "Fuck that." Yep. Fifteen dollars, no damn Deadpool. I get that shit mm-hmm. on Amazon for half that price. Yep. Damn, with free shipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's fun. Quite enjoyed it. Wife went dressed as Ursula. Carl's wife went dressed as the Little Mermaid. A lot of creepers taking their pictures. Of course. (laughs) That was good. All right. Uh, NWA Power this week. We finished up round one of the Champion Series. I'm just going to run through this real quick because I don't want to like keep reading off results here, but. uh, So we had Team Camille's Kenji Page take on Lady Frost. Um, Page, uh, Kenzie Page beats Lady Frost. Uh, Crimson takes on the Masked Man that ended in a draw. Uh, Jeremiah Plunkett defeated Sal Renaro. Uh, Jordan Clearwater and Carino. So, was that a fatal for it? Oh, whatever. Okay. I don't even know. So, Jordan Plunkett wins. Looks like a fatal four way. Pinned, uh, Colby Carino. Uh, Tyrus 
defeated Kratos. Uh, Jax Dane defeated Slice Boogie. And uh, Team Camille and Idol defeats Team Stevens. And Terrell, Team Pope, and Velvet defeats Team Aldous and Melina based on standings below. All right, whatever. Uh, so the standings are right now for the Champion Series. Team Pope and Team Velvet in the lead with 14 points. Uh, Team Camille and Idol, 10 points. Stevens and Terrell, 10 points. And Aldous and Melina finally on the board with 9 points. Um, as uh, last week, they were a uh, big fat goose egg there. So I'm sure Aldous still is not happy about being uh, dead last. So, All right. So that was NWA Power. AEW Dynamite. There's a little bit I want to talk about on here. But uh, we kicked off the show with the, the third labor of Jericho, which is Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera. Yes, Carl, the juice was loose. Yeah, what I'll be honest, the guy didn't look at Daryl was hate music. He did not. Uh, yeah, it went in too bad. I've seen worse. I'll but say, he, I've seen way worse. He used to be a lot smaller. <laughs> oh, yeah. that I have no doubt. I was kind of, I was surprised that he was wrestling in the mask again. I think I know I think the mask was a little bit different than the mask he used to wear, but Kind of still had the same design. It just didn't have the. Um, didn't he used to have like, like things on the side of the mask too? Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to this. I was not a fan of this match. I was looking forward to this. And I just I don't know if it was like the adrenaline between the two of them or like the maybe because I don't know. Hoovy being back on TNT, maybe he had a little little bit of, you know, nerve issues. Uh, there was some stuff in this match, especially in like the first five, ten minutes, that really just took me out of it. Um, eh, it was all right. I, I've seen better, but, but yeah, but you, you can overlook it too. Like first time you've seen Hoobie in a long time, he has the history with Jericho. Uh, Jericho yeah. took off his mask in WCW. Um, you know, you can overlook some. Of the fall, yeah, but I can't overlook Jericho standing there waiting to catch Uvi off the top rope to do a hurricane yeah, I mean, that, or a head scissors. That that's that's really what bad. took me out of it. It just it 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 just disrupted the flow with the match. It was like, like, was like that was, it was just disappointing that part. So like after that, I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested in this anymore. Oh, but uh, Jericho, of course, picks up the win over Hoovy. Um, it was cool seeing the juice, though. I will say that. Like, I enjoyed seeing the juice on my TV. Because the last time we saw the juice was in WWE, riding a lawnmower to the ring with psychosis and super crazy. <laughs> uh, they were Mexico. <laughs> And WWE and their Hispanic racism. <laughs> so got a lot so, about to talk about. <laughs> so, so I've been thinking. So, so you know the the fourth labor is, is you know him versus Wardlow, and then With MJF as uh, no. Special. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. He didn't say MJF. He said Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So 
I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, hmm, I bet his dad's going to be the referee because he'll be the actual Maxwell Jacob Friedman. That'd be hilarious if he was like a junior and his dad's name was actually MJF. That would be funny. Because I've been trying (laughs) to think, like, obviously, if it's actually MJF, he would lose. So there has to be some way that it's not. Like, there has to be some difference. Yeah. There has to be something to where Jericho wins this match. Because we all know Jericho's winning all five labors. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if they go the obvious route with the fifth one and make it a gauntlet match with the entire pinnacle. Right. Which would honestly make sense to me. Unless they do something. Unless, like, labor five is Jericho and Big Show. Maybe. That'd be the only other thing since they've been bringing out like all these other stuff. But I think Carl had mentioned that last week because Jericho on Big Show. I think I well, yeah, either Carl or myself. I don't remember which okay. one. We'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see what else we got here. NWA Women's Eliminator matchup. Uh, for number one contender for the NWA Women's Championship. Uh, legit Layla Hirsch defeats Allie. And we'll go on to empower to take on Camille. I did not realize how small Layla Hirsch actually was until Camille got in the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Layla Hirsch is tiny. She is. Like I didn't realize she was that tiny till, like I said, until Camille got in the ring. But Camille was also wearing heels too, so it made her a little taller. Um, I, for one, am not upset about this, this matchup and the outcome of that match with Layla and Allie. Um, I, I like Layla Hirsch. I think she's got tremendous potential. Um, and I think we're going to get, I think we'll get a good match between her and Camille at Empower. Sounds good. Uh, what else we got here? It was announced that uh, Christian will be getting a future title shot. He was announced the number one contender for some odd reason. Um, but when you look at AEW's rankings as of August 4th, Jungle Boy is 13-2. and two, Christian is 5-0. and oh. Darby Allen 14 and 2. Orange Cassidy is 12, 1 and 1. And Powerhouse, Powerhouse Hobbs is 13 and 2. So okay. So if Jungle Boy is ranked number one at 13 and 2, how is Hobbs ranked number five with the same record? I have no idea. The Steiner man. The Steiner man. <laughs> No, because Steiner math makes sense. <laughs> this doesn't. So, and even then, so wouldn't a five and zero undefeated record be better than a thirteen and two? Uh, depends on who those matches are against. Yeah, and even Darby Allen with a fourteen and two record, you think that'd be higher than thirteen and two? I don't know. Why am I trying to make sense out of AEW's rankings? Because 
obviously they make no goddamn sense at all. Nope. Um, and their women's rankings, Thunder Rosa's number one, 21 and two. Uh, Ty Conti, 20 and three. Red Velvet, 13 and two. Chris Statlander, 11 and 0. Uh, Hikaru Shida, 10 and one. So I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> uh, tag teams, Varsity Blonde, 16 and four. The Acclaim, 14 and three. FTR, 6 and 0. Jurassic Express seven and one and private party is seven and one. Well, shouldn't they technically be like tied? I don't know. It's bullshit. Okay. I'm gonna stop with the rankings. Um made of I, mean, I don't know why we pull them up anymore. I, I don't know why either. All I do is bitch about them every week that we look at it. Or when we look at it, I bitch about it. Uh Malachi Black takes on Cody Rhodes in the main event. Of AW Dynamite this week, uh, Black. What's up? I said I've seen this one too. Yeah, uh, this match. <laughs> I think this is probably the best match of the night. I didn't see the rest of the card except for the Jericho who went to Guerrero. So I don't, I can't say that, but it was definitely yeah, a really is, pretty good match. It was the best match of the night. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Malachi picks up the win and then um, Cody gives a retirement speech but then gets beat down by Malachi afterwards like what the hell is that about sounds like there's uh, hard times in the road family something I, I don't know it's just Freaking ridiculous. But. Oh, always something. Gives yep. his whole speech to Tony Giovanni just to get jumped by Black afterwards. And then he takes his boot. Yep. He takes off one boot and lays it in the ring like, you know, I'm leaving my boots in the ring type deal. I'm retiring. And Black takes his boot. All right, whatevs. Uh, Impact Wrestling this week. Melina is announced as Deanna Parazzo's opponent for Empower. Ooh, like I'm Melina. excited for that one. So. Definitely excited for that one. So. Looks like uh, NWA and... Actually, NWA, I think, is going to have some two pretty good pay-per-views. Uh, up here in a couple weeks so uh definitely if you got fight tv you guys should definitely check those out you are definitely not going to want to miss those Uh, let's see anything else noteworthy happened on impact yes chris bay officially joins the bullet club i am here for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Jake Something is your new number one contender to the X Division Championship, uh, which you will take on Josh Alexander at Impact Emergence. Uh, uh, let's see. Fire and Flava broke up. 
Um, I think as we talked last week, Kira Hogan is done with Impact Wrestling. Um, Didn't she get? Uh, I, I know that they've taped a lot of stuff, so I don't want to like spoil it. But yeah, uh, I wasn't sure she got kidnapped yet. Oh, well, I guess that's how you write her off TV. <laughs> uh, Savannah Evans attacks Kira Hogan while Tasha Steele watches on with approval. So uh, what happened after the matchup? Uh that's what we forgot to mention last week. Uh Kazarian uh popped up on impact, uh taking out the elite. Um Yeah. I mean, he was on AEW doing the same thing, kind of sort of. Yeah. And then uh, he uh, popped up on Impact again this week. Uh, still hunting the elites. Uh, Steve Macklin wrestled. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So we have a number one contenders battle royal. When is that happening? Oh, still late. No, this is a tag team match. Uh, so we had Kazarian, Callahan, and Edwards uh, defeat the Elite, it looks like. And then W. Morrissey attacks Eddie Edwards to end the show. Right on. So that was Impact this week. Lots of fun there. The WrestleGeddon Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackofCards.com. Yes, that's StackofCards with a Z, dot com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackofCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackacards.com. That's stackacards with a Z.com. All right, let's uh let's move on from that. Let's get into the vintage throwdown. Let's talk some shotgun Saturday night and how racist WWE was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh we asked that age old question. Does that make us racist? Because it was more entertaining than anything that WWE put out this week. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Nah. Right. <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think we enjoyed the racism parts of it. Uh, I don't know. Some of it was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, we kicked off the show with um, Rocky Maivia taking on Hunter Hearst Helmsley. This was uh, 97. So this was before uh, the Royal Rumble. It was literally the night before the Royal Rumble. The night before the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, that Royal Rumble, if I remember correctly, was the debut of China. Maybe. Uh, the one that thing was... I didn't get about that match to to like go back to it. What? Why did Jake Roberts have to just like come out of fucking nowhere with a snake and then do nothing? Then we come back and it's like, oh hey, I'm on commentary and my snake's gone. But he's gonna have an even bigger snake during the rumble. <laughs> yeah, because he's got to be able to eat twenty nine people. 
<laughs> okay. Um, China actually made her debut in February of that year, so I was I was wrong, but I was close. Mimic Gracie's um how could yep. That's all right. I'm not I, I have my moments where I'm wrong. It's okay. It was actually on uh, Monday Night Raw, but I was right. Um, we were talking about it. She does actually attack Marlena from ringside, and it was during the uh, the continued feud with Triple H and Goldust. Yeah, Triple H is Intercontinental Champion, uh, and uh, I think he has a match with Joe Dust at Royal Rumble for the title belt. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why Joe Dust attacked him while he was trying to. All right, Rocky Maivia, which led uh, to get the first, uh, the first, uh, I believe it was their first match, first Triple H Rock match. And yeah, first. Was cool. Yeah, it was their first televised match. And it was actually pretty good. It was a pretty good match. But for this match. Yeah, a, it was a good match. The, the whole, like, Jake thing was random, but. <laughs> yeah. It was funny though, because he explained why he did it on commentary. Mm-hmm. And they're just talking about the snake the whole time. And he's yeah, like, it Yeah, it's funny. not just it's not just the kids in the ring. Everyone in the locker room steers clear of you too. <laughs> he'd be like he'd be like, Jake, you know oh, maybe JR, Jake, you know we make we make boots out of snakes. <laughs> uh, but it was it was pretty cool though. Uh, anytime, anytime I get to see Jake St. Roberts, I'm I'm cool. So, yeah. So we a, had that. A honky tonk. Then we get a honky tonk man uh, gambling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what did he say? He closed out that segment. He's like, "That's what happens. Like that's why you don't cross the border at nighttime." <laughs> it's not like that. But it's he like, also what the kept- fuck? Yes, I could complain about him not being able to speak English while he's cheating them at cards. And yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. Jeez. He's like dealing from the bottom of the deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's like, there's one point he went over Blackjack, over 21. He had 25. He's like, oh, I yeah. win. Oh, I win. win. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. So. <laughs> Oh man, that was great. So we had that. We had um a uh, tag team match with a couple of luchadors and some of the minis. Uh he had mini mankind and masquerita sagrada um with I think it was one guy was Venom and I don't remember who the other guy's name was, but pretty decent uh back and forth luchador matchup. It wasn't bad. Uh Terry Funk made an appearance on there as well. So we got a lot of um Funk and Austin stuff going on. Yeah, Austin's on commentary. Dude, I was cracking up. He's like, he's like, I'm the owner of Texas. Nope. Wrong. (laughs) He's like, this is my state. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) This is my city. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) It's like, they paid me to come here. Wrong. (laughs) Oh, man, that was funny. Great. Uh, let's see. Then the main event, uh, Austin versus Goldust, which actually wasn't bad. Oh, uh, you forgot a match. 
I did forget. Um, Farouk, Farouk and uh, Double Real J. Double J. The biggest piece of that lip singing bastard, Jeff Jarrett, that was on WCW. Uh, comes out singing with my baby tonight, but then gets his ass beat by Farouk. Yeah. I think his microphone was broke or muted when he first came out. He's <laughs> like halfway through yeah. the song. Like, I think he got like one one verse and not even. I think it was like one line, and then just gave up. <laughs> With no. baby that was about it. <laughs> pretty much. Then, uh, looks like Austin and Goldust. That pretty much broke down into uh, Terry Funk coming out and getting into it with Austin. <laughs> the headbangers came out of nowhere, and then these guys came out of nowhere. And then it turned into a little mini battle royal. <laughs> Oh, well, that's generally what you expect when uh, the Royal Rumble is the night, the next night. Oh. Yep. Now we also treated, like we were talking earlier, we're treated to some uh, line dancing from Sonny <laughs> and Todd Pettengale. Um, yeah, oh, Todd uh, Pettengale <laughs> interviewing the minis, mini va- uh, mini mankind after that match. <laughs> He's you like, forgot, oh, I thought you forgot. I, I heard something Terry, about the salad. You forgot Terry Funk calling in the uh, uh mom, a whore. mom a whore. Oh yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Pettengale? Your mom's a whore. So <laughs> <laughs> happens. You get Terry Funk a live mic <laughs> on the show. They tell him to push the boundaries. He calls poor Todd Pentgill's mama whore. <laughs> well, he made a lot of mistakes. Well, I mean, he's fresh from ECW uh, at this point, right? Yeah. I think this was um, pre-Chainsaw like Charlie or post-Chainsaw Charlie. No, this is pre-Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, because yeah, it was Chainsaw Charlie during um, the feud with the uh, New Age Outlaws when they yeah, pushed him off yeah, the stage right? in the dumpster. This is like a surprise, surprise appearance because I think, like I said, I think he's like fresh from ECW. So. This is Terry Funk. Terry Funk's here. I don't know who Terry Funk is. Apparently, nobody and none of the commentators did. Ah, uh, Jim Jim Ross and Terry Funk was. Well, you hoped, I guess. You say so. Oh man, he sure didn't act oh. like it. <laughs> I love these these shotgun Saturday nights in the bar setting. But they are like ridiculously entertaining. <laughs> and we get a lot of quality stuff like Sunny line dancing and Sunny having a sex tape with Fondle Me Elmo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap it up um, as far as like what we got segment wise. Uh, as always, let's um, we'll go ahead and do some uh, plugs and shout outs here to some good friends of the show who consider the four horsemen of wrestling podcasts. 
Uh, we check out the Fig Cave with our good friend Phil Gentile. Uh, the run-in podcast this week. Uh, we'll actually have, I think, uh, Sami Paradise on vacation. So Phil and friend of their show, Mike Lanham, is co-hosting with uh, DJ. So definitely check that out. That should be up Friday if you're listening to us on Saturday. So that should be up already. And um, the call-up with our good friend Kenny. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to those guys so you don't miss any um, any new episodes when they drop um, during the weeks. During, during the week, not weeks. Jesus, I have not been drinking tonight. Uh, also, be sure to follow our good friend, friend of the show, Jimmy King. Uh, King will rule you. Um, awesome other podcast you check out, the Turnbuckle Tavern, uh, Coming Down the Aisle. And there's a whole bunch of other ones out there that you can check out as well. Um, if you've got some free time and you need some more podcasts to listen to. And as always, we're going to end it. Close the show. Theme of the week. Carl, what you got for us this week? Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. Uh, um, I think uh, we got to go... Uh, in honor of uh, Bobby Eaton, uh, we got to go with the Midnight Express, uh, their thing. All right, Midnight Express. In memory of beautiful Bobby Eaton. Oh, man. Rough week. Uh, but one thing that we forgot to mention at the top of the show, today is actually, this episode is the, the two-year anniversary episode. So oh, really? 104, yes it is. So this is going to close out season two for us. And we'll be back next week with the season three premiere. We'll jump into episode 105. Pretty like Two years. Two years, over 100 episodes. Wow. Good times. And still holding on to those 20 people that listen to us weekly. <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, But we appreciate it. Thank you all for your continued support. Uh, Be sure to spread the word, retweet our tweets, share us on Facebook, all that fun stuff. Pimp us out, whore us out. Whore us out to your friends. Go for it. We'll be your free, free whores. You can be our pimps. Just go ahead and pimp us out to everybody that you know. Hey, like. They like wrestling or not. Tell them, like, hey, listen to these guys. They're funny. They talk about wrestling. You don't even have to watch wrestling, and they'll still make it so you understand it. <laughs> then you might start watching it, too. So, go ahead. Pimp us out. Pimp us out like the whores we are. <laughs> like Todd Pentgale's mom. <laughs> <laughs> like Robert Reed at a game day. <laughs> oh man and always um, like I said thank you guys for checking this out this is an episode 104 of the Again podcast on behalf of myself Chris the Heat Matthews Gary G Money Mun and your sexy boy who is not your boy toy Tennessee Jesus Paul Crossland thank you all for listening and we'll check you guys next week later Marks been jerking it to the little mermaid.